Guys, have you ever met a person who, when they speak to you, you can feel the vibrations of the spirit? Have you met a person who, when they talk to you about Christ, it is as if Christ, the anointed one, is coming out of their mouth? That's what Liz Wright is to me. When I first met her, I was jaw dropped because I couldn't, I couldn't put it together in my mind that there was a person like this. The way she spoke of him made him manifest. It was such a tender, sweet reality of Christ. It moved me. So I am excited for you guys to hear from Liz today. And if you'll listen, if you'll turn your heart towards the words that she's saying, I promise you, you will feel the presence of God and the Lord will rekindle your love for him. And if you already are in love with him, it's going to compound. So the scripture I picked for today is Ephesians chapter 5, verse 25. It says, husbands, love your wives just as Christ also loved the church and gave himself up for her so that he might sanctify her, having cleansed her by the washing of the water with the word that he might present to himself the church in all her glory, having no spot or wrinkle or any such thing, but that she would be holy and blameless. So husbands ought also to love their own wives as their own bodies. He who loves his own wife loves himself, for no one ever hated his own flesh, but nourishes and cherishes it, just as Christ also does the church, because we are members of his body. For this reason, a man shall leave his father and mother and be joined to his wife, and the two shall become one flesh. Now here's the point. This mystery is great, but I am speaking with reference to Christ and the church. This mystery is great, but I'm speaking with reference, reverence, reference to Christ and the church. So, Liz, thank you for coming on. <laughs> It is such a joy and an honor to be with you. I always love hanging out with you. Oh, my goodness. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Oh, it's my delight. So talk to me a little bit about this mystery of Christ and the church. Oh, I was just listening to the word and you were reading it then. Oh, my goodness. I mean, he's our everything, isn't he? He's just our everything. And the the... I think there's such a grace right now, Eric. There's such an increase of the spirit. I find I'm finding at the moment being in contact with the body of Christ all around the world. There's a greater hunger in us, and there's a greater um, increase of the work of the spirit, sensitizing our ability to understand the union, the holy union that we have now with Jesus. That ability to that Christ is in us, right? That He is in us. The living Jesus by His Spirit is inside of us, and I love that. You know, when you look at the original language in the Scriptures, the word translated into the English, as you know, is the is in the original language. It's the word face. So when we say that we have the presence of God inside of us, it means we can literally commune with Him face to face, heart to heart. We can know Him so intimately that we know the very expressions of His 
face. You know, we, we can know the movement of his heart, what delights his heart so intimately. That's the relationship, right, that we're being, that we, is now ours. It's the privileged walk of the bride of Christ. But I think there's a, there's a, an increased grace at the moment. I think we're being prepared for the culmination of the ages is how I'm feeling it. There's just nothing else will satisfy, right? He's drawing us to his feet to discover this amazing truth of knowing him. Holy Spirit, wow, for the Lord, wow. So yeah, I could just go on and on and on. It's my favorite subject, but. That's so beautiful. I pulled this quote wonderful. from Samuel Rutherford. He says, if you knew him and you saw his beauty, your love your heart, your desires yeah. would close with him and cleave to him. He says, I would seek no more to make me happy forevermore, but a thorough and clear sight of the beauty of Jesus, my Lord. Let my eyes enjoy his fairness and stare him forever in the face. And I have all that can be wished. Get Christ rather than gold. Seek Christ even if you lose all things for him. <laughs> uh, yeah. So when did yeah. you first begin yeah. to ex experience and realize Christ as bridegroom? The language has developed um, over the years, but my heart was set on fire um, because of the physical visitation that I had with Jesus right at the very beginning, because I knew, I know I've shared some with you before, but oh, yeah. <laughs> um, oh. <laughs> I didn't know anything. I wasn't from a church background, as you know. I didn't know anything. I was just in this desperate, desperate state in life. I was a complete mess and all of the pain that I was in at that time and cried a desperate prayer and cutting that very long story short, when Jesus appeared to me, he appeared in the physical wow. as a Jewish man and he was dressed in a long beige seamless garment bare feet black hair to his shoulders and he was shining wow. his eyes were dark dark brown but they were like jewels just and there was just light pouring out of his eyes and there was a glow on his skin coming off his skin and it's it was love you know he's perfect love right so wow. as our bridegroom God and the the intensity of the love that he has for us was hitting me in waves, mm. Eric. And at first I was so, I was so terrified because it was, he was physically there as God incarnate in front of me in the physical. I couldn't look at him and I felt, you know, excruciating self-consciousness and I was really frightened. But within split seconds, I looked away and he reached out his hands to me and oh. he said, he took my hands and he said, come with me, always come and rest with me a while. And just wave after wave after wave of living light just poured into me. And all the, dis I was fractured and numb and dissociated and smashed emotionally. And literally all the pain and everything that had been from my life to that point was bathed in perfect love. And I utterly and completely was transformed Eric and mm. I so was set on fire it's an un words are inadequate to describe I fell in love with the one whose perfection because his love filled me and flooded me and I wouldn't have survived I don't think I'd be alive had that not happened because of what I was living in and I came 
out of that experience and I was changed and I was purified and my identity was completely changed and nobody could tell me mm-hmm. that he is not real, that the, I knew the whole gospel was real, the Bible was real, he's the risen king of glory, he's our bridegroom God, my heart was in love with him, I was obsessed with him, it's an understatement, and I've never not been since then. You know, I mean, I've gone through my trials, right, like we all do, but I've learned even in the suffering, we can wow. we can move his heart. One of the things that I love is the fact that we can we can love the heart of Jesus by choosing to trust him in the midst of our suffering, right? When we choose to trust him, it moves his heart. It translates as romance in the heart of God because we're we're saying, I love you in our little tiny feeble attempts. And so, so even though I've journeyed through life, you know, in all the ups and downs of life and all sorts of drama, my default is that I know you are perfect love and you and I am in love with you and I am your counterpart and your bride forever. The scripture is true. The book of Revelation tells us clearly human history wraps up with our wedding. Everything's, everything is tr- moving us to that point, right? The work of Holy Spirit is perfecting us as a reflection of him to become a suitable counterpart for Jesus. It just blows my mind. This is who we are. So, yeah, so just to finish that, every every trace of false identity, everything I had constructed as my, and I knew was me, was gone. It was just gone. It's like pressed elite on my life to that point. And he became my everything, my strength, my source, his spirit filled me, my heart was ignited. And all I desire, the driving force of my life is to know him and to learn how to love him and to rest in him and to let him be the strength of my life. Because he is, he is, you know, to be more and more sensitized to that and to help people awaken into that, you know, as you know. So that's where it began. And it's just got deeper and deeper as I've discovered more language in the scriptures as I've gone on and have more encounters, but that's where it started. So the original experience with the bridegroom was an experience of love that birthed love in you for him yeah so this love that was birthed in you for him by him how important is it to nourish or shall i say steward or tend does it need to be kept does it you know what i mean i do that's such an important point I would say yes. My desire is to protect the connection I have with Jesus mm. all the time as the priority, to not allow anything to have um, preference in terms of the priority of what I focus my attention on or trust mm. above him in the order of my heart and to protect my, my sensitivity to his presence and so, you know, as, as we go through life and things, you know, smash and bash and whatever, and our soul, we can very easily, you know, get uh, become emotionally led in life and not spirit led, and we can become desensitized. And so, yes, so I, I will, I love the word of God like you do. I, I love the word of God. I sit in the word of God. And that's my doorway into him, you know, it's mm. my, my way back into him, or I will just spend a few moments 
during the course of the day if I feel myself going too quickly and I'm now back in my own strength you know I'm sort of moving too fast I'll just take a moment through the day to recenter my heart into his presence I'll retune in to protect the connection and so I try to even though I'm very busy like you know we all are I go slow on the inside and pay attention to my interior life so I don't let the external pull me out to be the predominant influence of my life I stay in the interior life and I will always like you say you know to just I set my gaze on the, the reality that the king is here, the king is resident inside of me, the king. And I'm so many times, Eric, I say to Jesus, blow that truth up in me. Mm. You know, absolutely just wreck me with that reality that you, uncreated God, bridegroom king, creator of all, is inside of me like this tiny little body in the earth and that and to to recognize the holiness of that so yeah so i nurture my relationship with him by protecting the connection by protecting my sensitivity by making sure i keep at a slow pace i keep in step with him Mm. and then i'm way more fruitful from that place because he's the strength of my life i don't take my read from reality of reality from the external world I'm always wanting to have heaven's perspective, his perspective by just, yeah, protecting that, the holy of her heart, right? It's the holy of holies now. So, so I'll gaze, like you say, you know, I'll look, I'll look at him always. I read the word as a doorway and I, as I'm reading the word, I'm looking at Jesus speaking to him. It's my dialogue. It's my conversation, you know, like it is for you. I, I talk to him through the word. The worship is always personalized. I'm always receiving the promises. You know, it's me. It's all about me <laughs> and him. And so it, that's what I, I personalize everything and 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 reignite my capacity to sense him. And then I stay there when his presence manifests. It's, it's the most holy thing for me in my world. And so I just stay there and honor his presence. Mm. Yeah. Just, so you say... You protect that connection and you, and then you said this, so you don't get ahead of him. You don't get out of sync with him. You slow down. That is something people don't talk about. So will you just touch a little bit more on what that practically means? I I know you already explained it in some way, but I feel like that's so important for the mom that's at home and she, she wants to walk with God, but It gets crazy, you know, as kids or the guy that's working construction. Talk to me a little bit about protecting the connection by that going slow or staying subjected or or however you would say it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's this surrendered life on the inside, isn't it? It's choosing to trust him in the midst of everything. Choosing to when it feels like you're jumping off a cliff, you know, and it's just like feels like free fall. it's very practical for me, really, Eric. It's like I turn the eyes of my heart, my attention onto Jesus. So if I'm whatever I'm doing, if I'm doing the shopping, you know, what I'm doing. I'm, and when when Faith was younger, you know, obviously I was a single mom for many years. And so really busy, you know, working single mom and, and in ministry. And I will while I'm in the midst, I'm present with the people. But I've learned how to live in two realms simultaneously 
through practicing his presence by being, by being present. And I find that when I do this, I've got more love to give because I'm supernaturally becoming, I'm an overflow of his supernatural presence in that moment. So yeah, so just very practically, I turn the attention of my heart back onto him. Often I'll just go in through the doorway of the word, meditating on it, you know, like I love like Psalm 23, I love millions of scriptures, but not millions, you know, all over the Bible, but you know, to, the Lord is my shepherd, Jesus, you are my shepherd, I will mm. not want. You know, Jesus, out of your riches in glory, your very presence inside of me right now, you meet all of my needs. Meet this need in me right now. I receive your love. I receive it. Resensitize me. So I'm always, you know, refocusing. If I if I catch myself too stressed, too pulled out by my external pressures, I will just turn into him just for a moment. You know, Jesus. I love you. And that simple, <laughs> I love you. I love you. I know right now I'm numb, but I know that little flicker of flame inside of me is real, is real, you know. And so I just turn in, I turn in and I let go. And in, and in that moment of re-engaging, if the pressures are pulling on me, I don't let them pull me out. I don't try and fix them. I don't try and focus on them. I just let them go to him and let him jesus who's the who the one he is the solution right for everything i let my gaze my heart my priority my trust begin to move towards mm. him in that moment jesus i can't fix that issue jesus i don't have the money right now but you do and whatever it is you know all the stuff that's coming to all of us i just look at him I look at him in that moment and settle my heart down. And the script is an amazing way to do it, as you know, just going in through one simple sentence in the word of God and you will reconnect. So that's how I that's how I do it really. And I stay at that slow pace, you know. And yeah, make sure that I'm connected. And certainly when I'm speaking in public and serving the body of Christ and sharing him, I make sure that you know, I'm in tune with his heart and and that I'm always motivated by the love. You know, I, my eyes are off myself to serve others. So mm -hmm. I feel, yeah. Do you see a connection between the revelation of Christ as bridegroom and abiding? Yes, I do. I think... Um, I think the place of abiding is the place of relationship, it's the place of discovery, it's the place of the great unveiling of Christ to our heart. You know, I think it's the, it's the, uh, we can live from, you know, you don't ever disconnect from your beautiful wife in your heart. You know, you have your memories together and your experiences in your moment, but essentially you're abiding as one heart together. Your heart is in tune with each other, regardless of your circumstances and experiences. And so for me, that's what abiding is. It's being conscious of my oneness with mm. Jesus and in that place knowing that you know like the word says in Ephesians 4:24, we are transformed by every unfolding re revelation we are we are changed by every unfolding revelation we are transformed as we embrace the glorious Christ within and live in union wow. with him so the abiding life for me is that place of transformation as the as Jesus shares himself with us, the, the, the great unveiling of who he is mm -hmm. continues inside our heart. Yeah. So 
there's all kinds of people watching this. Um, like I said, a uh, stay-at-home mom, maybe a single mom like like you were for many years. Parents, uh, you know, maybe a, a young person in college is watching. I want you to look into the camera and I want you to exhort them. Tell them, what would you say to these people who are looking at you right now on their phones or on their laptops? I would say that above all else, ask Holy Spirit for the grace to live the life of abiding, of being sensitized to your the union that you have with him. It's the union that we have with Jesus that enables encounters with him. It's not encounters that enables union. I think people are striving to have experiences and encounters because they think that's going to bring them into union with Jesus. But it's actually the reality is he's already in us. And so he wants us to live. He wants you to live in the strength of that experience all the time. And so to expect as your normal Christian experience, experiences with him, he wants to lavish you with his love and prepare you to co-reign with him forever, regardless of your circumstances in life, regardless of whatever you're going through, he is the source. He is the source of your life. He is the one you're going to have relationship with forever. And he loves you and he I have learned this. He wants you to know that. it's the, the gospel is an experiential gospel. It's not an academic exercise as we know. And he's he wants your heart to be alive in that. Man, I, I can't listen to you talk and not sense the glory of God, the, the real love of Jesus. It's It's tangible. Uh, do you think that 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 you have is specific to your calling or do you feel like it's something that just kind of overflows from being with him i think that i am experiencing what uh should be everybody's experience I believe, you know, I, Holy Spirit. Yeah, there we go. Holy Spirit said, yes. <laughs> Oops. Wait, he just came out. <laughs> I, um, <laughs> I believe that uh, when you look at the life they lived in the early church, you know, they were, they were powerhouses of um, glory and they let the intimacy was the priority you know the whole thing was about Jesus you know and us being a new creation in him now filled with his spirit living in union and oneness and and so and miracles just being dripping you know power dripping off us his presence dripping off us and living out of the new nature mm. I'm passionate to see people understand how to walk like you are Eric just to walk in the spirit in our new creation nature which is the nature of jesus we don't have to live sometimes in our, out of our emotions emotion driven and sometimes when we're you know really strong spiritually then we're doing really well but so there's an inconsistency to our walk but i have learned and i'm always learning how to sense center back into his spirit inside of us to live with his nature being the virtue and the nature that floods through my being and that's the privilege of the the Christian life and that's the gospel right so so I believe what I'm living is a is should be normal and will mm -hmm. be normal yeah for everybody so last question can you just tell me a couple of things 
that you've found along the way that may be hindrances for people? Uh, you minister a lot and you have a lot of people underneath you. Maybe certain things that keep coming up, problems that you see with people experiencing this life. Can you maybe touch on a couple of the major things that you see to be hindrances for people? Yeah, um, I would say um, fear and unbelief. Um, they come against ferociously. They come against the spiritually sensitive life, the spirit filled life um, and our capacity to live in rest. Mm. And um, fear can masquerade as wisdom, as mm. we know. It's very subtle. Sometimes sometimes it can present itself in a very logical expression that sounds like wisdom, but it's not. It doesn't produce good fruit, as we know. So um, they are some of the things. And then obviously, when people go through trauma, you know, mm. that uh, can numb us out in our sensitivity temporarily. And so it's about you know it, well as we go through suffering obviously to just keep jesus the one thing the most important you know just our relationship with jesus front and center choosing to trust him so i i um counsel people and this is a this is a discipline i walk in i will not entertain fear or unbelief <laughs> you know i will choose irrespective of how i feel in that moment i will surrender it and i will yield myself back you know like submit you, you know res submit yourself to jesus resist the enemy and he will flee you know it's that scripture and so i found that to be the truth you know it, it, as as unbelief will come against us and particularly like with what we walked through in the last year or so as the world there's been a tremendous amount of oppression and fear and confusion and and uh you know, Jesus, uh, Jesus wants to prove himself strong on our behalf. And so that's what I found. They're, they're the primary hindrances that I find that really come against us, that really try to affect our walk with unbelief and fear. So, yeah. Wow. Would you please, please pray for me and the people that are watching? I will. I will. Absolutely. Holy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah jesus i ask today jesus in agreement with your heart that eric and all of our family watching all around the world would come into a completely different experience of your love that their hearts would be freshly ignited that you would unveil the, even more of the beauty of who you are to their heart today, that you would cause them to be so in love with you, so consumed, which you know, Jesus, this is the desire of all of our heart, no matter how weak we might feel, even or compromised in our capacity to love you, you know, this is the deepest desire of all of us. We want to know you, to truly yes. know you, to see you in the beauty of holiness of who you are to walk in the holy reverential fear of the lord because we're so in awe of your majesty the supremacy and headship i pray that every heart would rest 
in the truth of this, see you in your glory to such a degree that fear would no longer be in our lives, would never be able to influence our hearts at all because we would have perspective. Wow, 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 gosh, wow, feel the Lord strongly, wow, wow. Wow, he's coming, he's coming, showing himself to us as king in this season. And he is going to wow our hearts and give us perspective and cause us to be so consumed and so in love with him that so seeing him more clearly than we ever have, that we will operate in authority because of that confidence and peace and live from a place of rest where our priority is truly our relationship with him. But it's, yeah. So thank you, Jesus, for a whole different level, a reset. That's what Holy Spirit said. There's just a reset happening. <laughs> reset, a reset. Yeah. A purer walk, Lord, than we've ever known living as you being the strength of our life truly amen holy wow (laughs) wonderful jesus we thank you yeah (laughs) so those of you that are watching right now just take this sweetness of the lord and drink in drink in the river of his delights yeah let him just wash over you and renew you take everything that Liz said by faith it's yours by faith it's yours thank you Lord for your sweetness Lord Liz you are yeah. amazing I am oh. so happy to uh, to know you and I'm looking forward to I think we're connecting this year we at are. some point we are we're going to be speaking together aren't we? Where is California. it? Yay, yes. San Jose. Yes. So, so, much fun. Yeah, so I'm going to put your information uh, and stuff below in the description box for the people. If if they don't know who you are, they can they can check you out there. So uh, awesome. Well, so thank you be- for coming on, Liz. Yeah. Matthew chapter six, verse six. Jesus speaks to us about prayer. He says, when you pray, go into your most private room and closing the door, pray to your father who sees in secret and your father who sees in secret will reward you in the open. This actual text is what the entire course is going to be driving home. We must spend time with God. We're going to talk practically about how to experience him, experiencing and enjoying God from the scriptures. These things have changed my life, and I know the Lord will change yours as well.